Hello, I'm Tommy Peeler, and this is Carefully Examining the Text. And today in our podcast, we want to look at Psalm 11. Psalm 11 is a brief psalm. The main characters of this psalm are the wicked, the upright, who are also called the righteous, and of course, always, the Lord, as the Lord is the key character of all of Scripture. God is not directly addressed in this psalm, but He is the focus of this psalm. Some commentators are pretty confident that they know the situation in David's life that gave rise to Psalm 11, but it seems that these commentators that are so confident about this never completely agree with one another. Maybe we just have to admit we don't know the situation that gave rise to this particular psalm. But let's read its words, Psalm 11, for the choir director, a psalm of David. In the Lord I take refuge. How can you say to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountains? For behold, the Lord will bend the bow. They make ready their arrow upon the string to shoot in darkness at the upright in heart. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids test the sons of men. The Lord tests the righteous and the wicked, and the one who loves violence his soul hates. Upon the wicked he will rain snares, fire and brimstone and burning wind will be the portion of their cup. For the Lord is righteous, he loves righteousness, the upright will behold his face. As Psalm 1 opens, the writer affirms in the Lord, I take refuge. God, as our source of refuge, has been emphasized in Psalm 2.12, 5.1, and 7.1. In light of this psalm as a whole, in a world in which the foundations are shaken, this statement is a statement of strong, defiant trust in God. In the Lord, I take refuge. And then he asked in verse 1, How can you say to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain? How can you say to my soul these words? Now, are these words well intended, saying, get away, protect yourself? Or are these words from enemies telling the psalmist, get out of here? It's difficult to tell in context. But it is interesting that one of the pictures of God in the Bible and God's protection of his people is God shelters us as chicks under his wings. You see that picture in Psalm 36 and verse 7, in Psalm 57 verse 1, in Psalm 91 verse 4. So even if this was stated by enemies, the very words they use remind him 
of the protection we have in God. How can you say to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountains? For behold, the wicked bend the bow. They make ready their arrow to shoot in darkness at the upright in heart. The wicked are hiding. They are sheltering their presence, their identity, trying to shoot arrows, weapons at the righteous. We saw this same idea in Psalm 10, in verses 8 through 10, how in secret places the wicked person is lurking to attack the righteous man. This hunting imagery that is used here is common throughout the psalm. The wicked bend the bow. They make ready their arrow to shoot in darkness at the upright in heart. But then verse 3 asks, If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The term foundations is sometimes used in the Bible for the leaders of a society, the pillars, the cornerstone of a society. For example, in Isaiah 19, verse 10, in Isaiah 19, verse 13, the word seems to have that idea, the foundations. In Ezekiel 30 and verse 4, the foundations seem to be interchangeable with wealth. But the foundations in verse 3 seem to be everything on which the society is built, on which it rests. And if these foundations are shaken, what can the righteous do? What is our answer in the midst of a world whose very foundations are crumbling? What can we do in the midst of of a crisis. That question is not answered, but we are in verse 4 pointed to the Lord. The Lord is emphatic in verse 4. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. It is clear from this statement that the temple that's being referenced is not the Jerusalem temple, but ultimately the heavenly temple. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. Even if the foundations of earth are crumbling, the foundation of heaven is sure. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord is on his throne. The Bible says the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him in Habakkuk 2 and verse 20. Heaven is God's throne. The earth his footstool, as Matthew 5, 34 states. But God is on the throne. And as the Lord is on the throne, his eyelids test the sons of men. In verse 5, the Lord tests the righteous and the wicked. Now in Psalm 10, verse 11, the wicked said to himself, God has not forgotten. He has hidden his face. He will never see it. In Psalm 10, verse 11, the wicked says that God will never call him to account. 
In Psalm 11, too, as we've already noticed, he is hiding in secret places, shooting at those who are righteous. But in contrast to this, in Psalm 11, in verses 4 and 5, it is the Lord who is testing the righteous. He is testing the righteous and the wicked. He sees their every action. He knows their every deed. None of their activities escape his notice. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in the heavens. His eyes see. His eyelids test. And God loves the one who loves violence. God is said to hate. God hates the one who loves evil, who loves violence. God makes a sharp distinction between those who are righteous and those who are wicked. And there is a sharp distinction in their destiny that is drawn in this text. As verse 5 tells us, the Lord tests both the righteous and the wicked. Verse 6 tells us, upon the wicked he will rain snares, fire and brimstone, and the burning wind will be the portion of their cup. The Lord has poured out his wrath, prepared his wrath to pour out his wrath upon those who are wicked. Upon the wicked he will rain snares. But verse 7 tells us the Lord is righteous. Because the Lord is righteous, he hates violence in verse 5. And because the Lord is righteous in verse 7, he loves righteousness, the text tells us. His, the upright will behold his face. The Lord is righteous. He loves righteousness. And the upright will behold his face. In a sense, we behold the face of God in worship. In Psalm 24, verses 3 through 6. In Psalm 27, verse 4. In Psalm 63, verse 2. We behold the face of God in worship. But ultimately, we will see His face in eternity. In Revelation 22, verses 3 and 4. What does this psalm tell us about the Lord? What Psalm 11 tells us about the Lord is, first of all, in verse 1, that He is our refuge. He is our refuge. He is our strength, a very present help in time of trouble. The Lord is our refuge. And then in verse 4, the text stresses that the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord is on his throne. The Lord is high above all. The Lord is sovereign over all. He is ruler in our universe. He is our refuge. He controls our world. As we stated earlier, it may be the foundations of the world are shaken but still, the Lord is in his temple in heaven. And God tests all men. 
God is omniscient and sees the deeds of all men, and he hates the one who loves violence, and he will bring his judgment upon them in verses 5 and 6. God is a God who judges wickedness in verses 5 and 6. And the text mentions he'll rain snares and fire and brimstone and burning wind will be the portion of their cup. It almost sounds like Sodom and Gomorrah in Genesis 19, verse 23 through 25, how the Lord rained fire and brimstone on them. Isaiah 30, verse 33, uses similar language, and Revelation uses similar language of hell. God will judge the wicked, and in verse 7, God will spare the righteous. The text says the Lord is righteous. He loves righteousness, and the upright will behold his face. Just a little bit about what Psalm 11 says about God's character. But let me stress what Psalm 11 says or shows us about Jesus as the innocent sufferer. Notice how it was stated in Psalm 11 verse 1 to this psalmist, Flee as a bird to your mountain." Do you remember in Luke 13, verses 31 through 33, that some Pharisees came to Jesus and told him, Jesus, to flee because Herod wanted to kill him? Were they doing that with good motives or with bad? I I, I don't really know. But they were telling Jesus to flee as a bird to your mountain, no doubt. But Jesus assured them, That even though the prophets were rejected and hated, still the Lord is on his throne. The Lord is the one who is in control of our world. So Jesus, as the innocent sufferer of Psalm 11, heard basically those same words of verse 1, flee as a bird to your mountain. And in verses 2 and 3, We see the wicked shooting at the righteous, the wicked hiding themselves to shoot at the righteous. Now, was there ever a more righteous and upright sufferer than Jesus? He is called the righteous one in Acts 3.14, Acts 7.52, in Acts 22 and verse 14. He is the righteous one. He is the upright one. And those who shoot at Jesus did so in secret in order to escape detection. You remember in in Matthew 26 and verse 4, in Mark 14, verse 1, the Bible says they came to Jesus by stealth, or they tried to take Jesus stealthily by secret. Jesus rebukes them when they came to arrest them and asked them, why didn't they arrest him when he taught in the temple courts? In Matthew 26, verse 55, in Luke 22, verse 52 and 53, they had to act away from the crowds. They had to act under the cover of darkness. They sent spies who secretly pretended to be righteous and asked him questions in Luke 20, in verse 20. 
They were secretive in their plots to destroy Jesus because they were afraid of the crowds. Jesus took refuge in God. Jesus was told to flee as a bird to the mountain. They shot at Jesus from, dark, from hidden places just as they do as the psalmist. And Jesus took refuge in God. Jesus committed himself to the God who is in heaven on his throne who judges righteously. Jesus is the innocent sufferer of Psalm 11. And Jesus is the God revealed on these pages as well. When he will come back in flaming fire, he will take vengeance on those who know not God and obey not the gospel. 2 Thessalonians 1 verses 7 through 9. Jesus is the fulfillment of Psalm 11. Psalm 11 deals with the Lord the Lord as our refuge, the Lord on his throne in the midst of a world of confusion. If the foundations are shaken, what can you do? You can trust in the God who is in his holy temple. Thank you for listening, and may the Lord bless you.